Hey, welcome to the Fusion ATL podcast. This is Pastor Vance. If you're not familiar with Fusion, we are the young adult ministry for Victory World Church in Norcross, Georgia. We meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Fusion ATL. I hope you enjoy this message and we look forward to seeing you soon. What's going on, Fusion? How you guys feeling? Man. We're really like rolling deep tonight. Do me a favor, look at your neighbor and say, it is super good to see you. Now turn to the person that you just ignored and you gotta say the same thing. It's good to see you. Man, you can't be offending people like 10 seconds in. It's not cool. It's not cool. How's everybody doing? Yeah? How's summer treating you so far? The, the last time I was here, I shouted for like 30 minutes about winter, but we're in summer and summer's a really good time and I'm really happy to get to do this and to really get Vance and Gabrielle just a time to like sit and chill and be together. Um, but we've been in this series called The Walk. Everybody say The Walk. This series has been pretty crazy cool because... Uh, when, when Vance started to tell our team what, what we re- we're really going to do during the summer, he said, I want to talk about walking with God. What that looks like to really walk with God. So he started us off, and, and we, we, we learned about thinking differently. Uh, and then Erskine brought the heat a little bit later on, and he talked about purity. How many enjoyed that message? Man, so good, so challenging. Uh, pastor TJ, he's our fusion uh, pastor up at the mill, up at Hamilton Mill. He brought a message talking about trials and temptations, walking through trials and temptations, and that no matter what happens, no matter what comes, God will never give us too much to handle. That no matter where we walk, no matter where we're going, if a temptation comes, we have the ability to look at that thing and say no, and if you're not strong enough to say no, you run. Amen? Amen. And then last week, Tay brought an amazing message about walking in the promises. Everybody say promises. Promises. And that was incredible because she was so honest. She talked about how do we find out what the promises of God are, how to pray those over our lives, and how to look at something, how to look at death. She told us a story about her grandmother, and how to look at death and yet speak life into a situation where there's no life to be found. There's no joy to be found. And, and I looked at her and I said, Tay, I don't like you right now. And she goes, why? I said, because you pretty much took my topic. You pretty much kind of covered everything I wanted to cover. And she's like, do I need to change anything? I was like, no, you're fine. I love you. You're great. Do your thing. And uh, as I was sitting and listening to her, to her have a conversation with us about the promises of God, I realized this is about faith. This whole thing is about faith. And I don't know about you, but I've never, I think faith is so big. That is such a vast topic. It is a, such a vast conversation. That one conversation does not cover this thing that we call faith. And so tonight... I want to talk about a little bit more. I want to dive a little bit deeper. Some of you guys know what that joke was. If you don't know, ask somebody, and hopefully you'll know. Hashtag dive deep. I do music, y'all. 
It's a song, spoiler alert. I wanna talk about faith tonight. And in the context of this series, the walk, two phrases have literally leaped into my brain and they won't leave. Talking about faith, talking about the walk, walking with God, these phrases about faith, these verses literally just leaped into my head and I have not been able to get them out. They're bothering me. They're bothering me. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of really cool speakers, they like title their, their messages. And so I had a message title and, and I had like a title if, if people are interested in that. And I was like, really, it shouldn't be called that. This should truly be just like the full crazy of my brain. <laughs> like full-fledged neuroses of James Goddard's brain. All my friends have been asking like, how you feeling? You feeling excited? And I'm like, no! And they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, ah! And they're like, I'm sorry, I asked. Can, can you just go back over there? These things have been bothering my friends, and I want to have a conversation about it because I think it's really important to figure out where you stand with faith. What is faith to you? These verses, walk by faith and not by sight. Have you ever heard that phrase? Walk by faith and walk by sight, not by sight. It's bothering me. Walk by faith and not by sight. Last time I checked, I have two perfectly good eyes. And I think if I read my Bible right, that God gave them to me. <laughs> right? Walk by faith and not by sight. Okay. And so I was like, I was, I was thinking about it and I closed my eyes and I started walking. And I was like, this is not fun. I I have no idea where I'm going, right? God, why would you tell me to walk by faith and not by sight? It makes no sense. And then the next phrase is, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Y'all picking up what I'm putting down? These things are bothering me. And I've had to, I've had to try to remedy this between myself and God what do those mean? What am I supposed to do with that? And I, I have to, really quick, before I move any further in this conversation, before I say anything else, it's really easy to hear a verse or a scripture, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let me be very clear about something. It does not say that without faith, it's impossible for God to love you. Did you hear that? It does not say that without faith it's impossible for God to love you or for him to like you, but it says without faith it's impossible to please God. So if we're supposed to walk by it, if we're supposed to live by it, if without it it's impossible to please God, we probably need to know what this thing actually is, right? Look at your neighbor and says, he's got a point. Man, you guys are such an obedient crowd. I love it. <laughs> so really, this conversation tonight is what is faith? What is it and why is it important? What is this thing actually in our lives? A few nights ago, I surveyed uh, Instagram. I got, I got my social media on. 
and I asked people, I said, what does faith mean to you? And I got 30 different responses. Pretty good. 300 views, 30 responses. Not, <laughs> my feelings weren't hurt at all. My wife was removing the tears. <laughs> they all saw it, but they didn't comment. What does faith mean to you? These are the responses that I got. These are some of the responses that I got. Faith is not giving up when you want to. Because you believe that one day life will be better. How many people are like, ooh, that was good. Ooh. Man. Faith is believing when everything else says otherwise. That's pretty good, right? You don't have to hide that. If you, if you like that, say yeah. yeah. Faith is believing without a shadow of a doubt that God's got me, even in my lowest times. Another person wrote, faith is trust what God said despite the pain and the issues that I'm going through. Another person wrote, I love the honesty in here. It says, just trying not to control everything. Faith is just trying not to control everything and giving it to God. And my favorite, my favorite was this, was this one. And, and, and I know all these people that commented, and, and this dude said, aside from the typical answer. <laughs> okay, deep theologian. You know, you're over, we're over here, and you're just like, you know, over here and all these other things. Aside from the typical answer, faith is believing the big dream that God placed in you will be a reality. And everybody said, mmm. <laughs> okay, but I told you, this is bothering me. It's bothering me. And I looked at all those answers and I said, mmm. I had the same reaction. So good. Love it. That's good, dude. Wow. And then it kept bothering me. And I came to the conclusion that they're not wrong. I just don't think they're all the way right. Did anybody catch the one common theme and the one common thread that everybody wrote in those responses? I believe, I trust, God is going to do this for me. And then I thought, how incredibly narcissistic. I'm telling you, full-fledged crazy, okay? They're never going to let me speak again after this time. <laughs> full-fledged crazy. And I said, how incredibly narcissistic. Right? Isn't there anything else that we need faith for? Or is it just for me? Is it just for us? Is it for our comfort and our safety and our life? I believe God for me. So I don't think they're wrong. I just don't think they're all the way right. Because I think we're missing something. And I think in our conversation, we've got to pull it all the way back to what the word really says. So let's define this thing. Let's figure out why this is so important. Y'all ready? Fantastic. What is faith? Faith. Hebrews 11.1 Hebrews 1 literally says it. It just spells it out beautifully for us. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Y'all are out there being like, mmm, that's good. 
You know why people do that? Because they have no idea what that person just said. Like, mm, yeah, like, what was that? I didn't catch it. I do that, fine. No one's going to be honest. I do that. That's so good. I'm going I'm to research that when I get home. <laughs> Let's break it down. Faith is the confidence. Confidence. The I am so sure that I am so convinced that there's not a doubt in my mind, right? It's the confidence. How many people walk like that? I am so convinced. Faith is that confidence in what we hope for. And a lot of people think that hope is wanting or wishing. You ever, you ever had somebody be like, hey, you think he's going to ask you out? Man, I hope so. <laughs> I just hope so. And really what you're saying is, I want him to. Right? Like, man, you think you're going to get into that college? Man, I hope so. I wish. That's really what you're saying is I wish and I want. But my friends, I need to tell you tonight, I need to correct this bad theology of ours. Hope is not a wish or a want. It's an expectation. You expect results. You expect something to happen. So it is a confidence. I am so convinced there's not a shadow of doubt in my mind that something will happen. Faith. So what is that confidence and hope and that expectation really in? Right? What is that in? The latter half of the, uh, of the statement says it's the assurance of what we do not see. It's the assurance of what we do not see. And I just simply wrote down, it's a sureness. I don't even know if that's a word. It's a certainty that there is more than what I can see. Walk by faith and not by sight. It is a confidence. I am so convinced. And I have this crazy expectation and belief and trust and knowing in my core of my soul that there is more than what I can see. Faith. Y'all still with me? Faith. I just wrote this down. I said faith equals confident expectation and certainty in what we cannot see. And that what we cannot see is pretty important. Walk by faith and not by sight. And then I went to the, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I was like, this is bothering me. And then God said, just read further, man. Sometimes all you gotta do is read a little bit more. Right? Right? Man, you read like Instagram, you're like, oh my gosh! Just finish the sentence, man. <laughs> without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anybody who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. My friends, without faith, it's impossible to please God because without faith, it's impossible to have a relationship with someone that you don't even think is real. 
And maybe there's a lot of you that are in here today and you're struggling with that. I just need you to know this is a safe place to struggle and grapple with that. We will never judge you. We will have conversations with you. We will walk with you. I did not plan to say that, but for real, if you are in here and you're going, man, I don't even know if this God thing or this Jesus thing is really it. Talk with us. We are here for you. We love you. You don't have to believe the same thing for you to belong next to me. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anybody who comes to him must believe that he exists. As a father, I get that. I started reading that and I go, I get that because I want my kids to believe in me. I don't like it when they're like, Dad, I know you said that we're going to do that, but when are we going to do that? I don't like to be doubted. For real, I know that sounds maybe really weird to some non-parents in the room, but I look at my kids, and I'm like, dude, are you serious? I know way more than you, homie. If I said we're going to do it, we're going to do it. If I said we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And I just look at him and I go, bro, calm down. <laughs> it's going to be okay. You want to do breathing exercises? Here we go. Chill out. Chill out. And I've begun saying this to my, to my kids, and my, my oldest is having kind of a problem with it. Because a lot of times he wants words to mean what he wants them to mean, not what they actually mean. And I say, dude, I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's the moment where, <laughs> okay, okay, dad, bye, we'll see you later, bye. Right? Do you know what gives me so much joy and pleasure as a father? When my children believe in me. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. God is a father. When you open up the scriptures, I don't know who you think God is, but God is a father. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the except through the end goal is the father it's impossible to please god without faith i love it when my kids believe in me when they trust me and they know my character and they know if dad said we're going to do it we're going to do it right I love it when we're teaching our kids to swim right now and we're in that mode of, of like getting them comfortable in water. I love the moment when I look at my baby girl and I'm in the water and I'm looking up at her and she, she wants to jump in. I go, baby, you can do it. I love you. You got this. I got you. Daddy, are you going to catch me? I don't know. I'm scared. Baby, I love you. I got you. It's going to be good. I don't know. I don't know. It's so far. Can you scoot up, please? <laughs> and I'm going, No! Have some faith in me, right? What was that, the old Jungle Book? Trust in me. Did that make the cut for the new movie? I don't know. I don't know. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I am so pleased 
when my kids have an expectation and a trust that what I have said will come to pass. I love it. It brings me so much joy. Okay, but here, that's the promises. That's the walking in the promises conversation. God, is, is it really going to happen for me? Are you really going to do it for me? Yes. That's the walking in the promises conversation. But does faith stop there? Is that all you need faith for? Correct answer is no. Thank you, sir. That's not all I want for them. That's not all that would please me as a father. My friends, I love it when my kids come and they trust me and they believe in me and they come up and they snuggle with me, they hold me, they hug me. Oh, Daddy, I love you. I love you too. This is a great moment. It's one of the best things ever. I love all of that and I love them, but guess what? That is not all that I want for them. Can you imagine that life? Just, Dad, love you. You're great. Love you, too. Dad, love you. You're great. Love you, too. Dad, love you. Great. Love you, too. Just getting, kind of getting redundant here. That's not all I want for my kids. It's amazing, and it's so good. But, my friends, it's one part of the equation. It's one part of the equation. What more could I want from them? You might, be, you might be sitting there and be like, I mean, that sounds pretty dope. That sounds really good. What more could a dad, what more could a father, what more could a father God want for his kids? That sounded amazing, right? Right? All those promises, all those mm, just whisper sweet nothings to each other. So good. We, when we had our, our, our third child, we have, we have four kids. We have Jacob, Samantha. We just had baby Arrow. But when we had our third child, we had that moment where we came together and we're like, we kind of got to name this kid, right? And it's got to be pretty dope, otherwise people will judge us. And it's got to be pretty dope because this kid is going to be marked by this name and he's going to have to live his whole life with his name and it's better be good. Right? So we start talking and we didn't know if it was going to be a, a boy or a girl. We waited until that kid came out of the womb and it was like, it's a boy. So we started talking about what we were going to name this kid. And we, we had so many different names, so many really dope names, but we settled on Chance. My mom hated it because she thought it was a dog's name. <laughs> I was like, you watch Homeward Bound one time. One time, ruined it for you. You know, if, 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 if it ended up being a girl, it could be a Faith. What a great name. Maybe we could have named her Hope. That's a pretty good name, right? But as a boy, those are kind of all girl names, right? So we decided on Chance. And I love that name. I love that name. And when we had him, I posted this on, on Instagram, and it'll be up on the screen in just a second. But I don't, I don't say this to just talk about my kids or talk about myself or shout myself out or, oh, my God, look, world's best dad. But I, I share this with you because I think in the, in the topic of faith, you begin to see faith through the Father's lens. 
And I want to share this with you guys. And I literally just posted this picture right after he was born. And I wrote these words. I wrote that he's a chance for a new beginning. And he's a chance for change. And he is another God-given chance to the world to come to know him. It took a bit of faith to write those words. And when I found when I found this post again in the last couple of days, it messed with me because I go, I still believe that. He is a chance for more. He is an opportunity for someone to come into relationship with a God that they would never know because he's born. And he's in this world. It took a bit of faith to write those words, right? It took a little bit of confidence I am so convinced, and I expect my son to do things that I cannot see in this moment. But I believe and trust and know that that will be the outcome of his life. But those are all things that I cannot see, that I cannot taste smell, touch, or feel. How many senses are those? So guess what? Those are all of the, of the senses, right? So that makes faith a non-sense. And that's why so many people in this world look at us and we go, we have faith, and you go, that's nonsense. It is a non-sense. You can't see it, you can't hear it, you can't taste it, you can't feel it, and you can't smell it. It is invisible. It is a nonsense. And when I wrote that, those are all things that I believe in and that I expect and I dream for and I'm so convinced will happen. But guess what? Do you know where all of those things that I wrote about my son, a chance for change, a chance for the world to come to know Jesus, do you know where all of those things exist? In the future. All of those things exist in the future. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and an assurance about what we do not see. I told you guys, I, I boiled it down. It's a confident expectation and a certainty in what? In the invisible. You know what's invisible? The future. The future is invisible. My friends, you can see the past. You can see it in the culture that we have. You can see the past in pictures, in, in, in drawings, in art. You can see it in landmarks. You can quantify it, right? You can see it. You can see the effects. You can see the present because that's where you are right now. And I need my eyes for the present. But what do I need faith for? The future. Faith 
helps you see and believe in the future. And my friends, let's, let's just be honest. Some of you guys are like sitting there and you're like, this kind of sounds real corny. I've kind of heard this before. Like, okay, cool, I get it. Thanks for defining faith. High five. It feels cheesy and it feels corny. But do you know why? It's because you don't believe it. You don't truly believe it. You don't have that confident expectation and that certainty in the invisible and in the future. It's so hard. I get it. I get it. I was thinking about tonight, and I was like, oh, my God. And that was all of my insecurity and all of my manipulative control freak just freaking out. And every time I got wigged out, I said, God, I believe in the future, and I believe what you're going to do on Tuesday night. And I believe the moment that we're going to have together. My friends, if I didn't believe in the future, I wouldn't have brought a child into this world. Right? Right? If God didn't have faith in the future, he wouldn't have brought you into this world. I would not have taken the risk of bringing four children into the world. When you look out, there is oppression. There is injustice. There is hatred. There is greed and envy. There are people being trafficked for their bodies. There are people that are being kicked out of their homes with no mercy. I would not have taken the risk to bring my kids into the world if I didn't believe in the future. If I didn't believe that it could be better than the present and the day that I see today. What do you need faith for? You need faith for the invisible and you need faith for the future. Are we walking in faith? Or are we just wishing and wanting? Are we wishing and wanting? You all with me? And I don't even know where I am in time right now. Shaking up a storm over here. This is probably the best way I could say it. For a long time, for a long time, when I was growing up and when I was just simply a son, when I was simply a young dude, when I was growing up, for a long time, I struggled with Jesus. I struggled with God. Because I'm going through life and I'm trying to, to, to understand it. And I go, God, I know that I believe in you. That's not the issue. But what I didn't know, and it took me so long to find out, was that God believes in me. And my friends, I need you to know tonight, he believes in you. He has faith in you. Do you believe it? Do you see it? And are you going to go for more? I just simply wrote this down. God wants to create the future with you. 
some of you get real nervous about that because you're like, well, God's all-powerful. And wait, man, he gets all the glory. He's all-powerful. He's omniscient. He's got it. God controls everything, right? Right? Man, some of you ain't being honest. Come on. You're like, no, God's got it. He's got the whole world in his hands, right? He's got it. That's true. That's true. But my friends, the very first thing that God did in the scriptures, when you open it up, it says, in the beginning, God. Man, y'all know that. Good job. I'm being dumb. In the beginning, God created. Did it, does it say that in the beginning, God controlled? What's the very first thing he did? He created. He created something out of nothing. He created something out of nothing. And we get real weird, weird about that because we're like, God, you got control. You got it. High five. I trust you. People don't. People feel weird about that. He wants me to create the future with me. I mean, it's his will, and, and I just want his will. And I, does that make sense? Has anybody asked those questions? Or is this just me, full-fledged crazy, no one will be my friend after this moment? <laughs> like, for real, full-fledged neuroses up here, guys. It's bothering me. I got to figure this thing out, and I want you guys to. This conversation is so stinking important. The very first thing that God did was create. Oh, wait, but no, 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 he's controlling. Do you know why we think that? Do you know why we kind of go to that, like, he's got the whole world. He's fine. That's fine. Because we're control freaks. We're in the business of controlling, right? Like, God, you got it? You got it? I mean, if you don't got it, I got it. That's fine. Like, I went to Fusion and I laid it down there. But you got it? It looks like you're bobbling. Can I have it back, please? Okay. Do you have my friend, too? Like, what's going on? We talked about it. I don't know. Who prays like this? I don't know. But we are so busy talking about walking in his promise. What God has for me. Can I even believe what God has for me? Can I even expect what God has for me? We can't even get past the control part of the conversation to see what really God's in the business of is creating. He wants to create with you. He created you to create. Some of you are like, okay, that's cool. But it's hard to let that sink down in our souls because we are not walking by faith. And we can't see it. It's hard to believe in a God that you cannot see. And it's hard to believe in a future that is invisible. It is so hard. I don't expect it to be easy for any of us. And I just wrote this down. God doesn't want to control you. He wants to create with you. No, for real. Like, for real, I want us to get that in the core of our hearts and our souls tonight. Because some of you guys are like, okay, God, I'm stop being a control freak and I'll give the control to you. 
You just still want your life to be perfect and packaged and neat and safe. God, as long as you got control, I'm good. Right? I'll stop controlling as long as you got it. But do you need faith for more than that? Do you need faith for more than you? God cannot create with you unless you have the faith. Unless you have the faith to make the invisible visible. Because that's where he started. And he's going, dude, like, son, daughter, can you just, can you just stop figuring out if we're going to go to the pool today or not? Or like, you know, just, hey, dad, are we going to, are we going to, can you guys just stop? Can you push past that control part of the conversation and look into the future and have faith that once we get to the pool, it's going to be the most amazing day that we've ever had? Can you push past that and go, oh my goodness, when I trust in him, when I believe in him, I get to create a moment and an awesome future with dad. Is anybody hearing me tonight? Walk by faith and not by sight. Why is that so important? One of my favorite writers ever, his name's Erwin McManus. He says this, it's so much easier to have confidence in the life you have instead of the life you hope for. It's so much easier to have confidence in the job you hate than the job you hope for. Why? Because I can see it. I hate it, but I can see it. It's so much easier to have confidence in the boyfriend that you have than the husband that you hope for. All the girls are like, yeah, let's go. I'll walk in that, let's do it. It's so much easier to have confidence in the world, in the culture that you have than it is to have confidence in the world that you hope for. That's why you need faith. Otherwise, we pop up onto the world, we pop up onto the scene, we exist, poof, we gone. And nothing has changed. Do you wanna be that person? I'm telling you, my friends, it's been bothering me. I'm asking myself, am I really living by faith? Am I a man who can see the invisible and believe in the invisible and hope for a greater future for me and my children than the world that I currently see right here and right now? When we walk by faith, we believe for more than we know. I have found myself saying that so many times. I've had a bunch of conversation with people who are either new to fusion or maybe new to God or new to Jesus. And I just literally looked at them and I said, hey, my friends, you're going to hear a lot about faith. You're going to hear a lot about Jesus. You're going to hear a lot about church and, and spirituality and all these different things. I said, can I just tell you something? I just need you to know that faith is as simple as this. It's believing for more than you know. Not believing in, but believing for 
Y'all with me? This is like a thinking message. This is like it hurts your brain. When we walk by faith, we begin to create the future. And I get it. Some of you guys, that messes with you, and it doesn't feel right. But I am here not to make you feel good, but I'm here to challenge us to make sure that we are truly people of faith. And I'm here to challenge us to say, do we truly know what faith is? I wrote this down in comparison. When, when, when you come to victory, our vision is to move people from believers to disciples. That's our vision. That is our goal. We want to we move people from simply believing in something to believing for something. Because even demons believe in God. <laughs> Belief is, I think, one of the easier parts of the equation. But disciples believe and they have the confidence and the expectation enough to follow him and walk with him and create the future that God so desperately longs for, for a world that so desperately needs it. But we can't get past control. Are you willing to believe that if you push past control, that you can push into creativity with the creator of the universe? And to create something that is better and brighter than your today? Are you willing? When you walk by faith, you begin to create the future. The invisible starts to become visible. Things change, things move, things shift. And they become visible to you and to a world that needs something better and is longing for something better. James 2.20 says this. Yes, it's my book. You're welcome. James 2.20 says this. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. And when I go back to Hebrews 11, where it says faith is the confidence for things that we hope for and the assurance of things we do not see, the chapter then begins to describe the life of people who walked by faith that said, I am confident there is no doubt in my mind I'm so convinced that there's more than what I see, that there is more than what I've even dreamed of, and it's coming, and I am so sure of it that all I gotta do is walk forward with God, hand in hand, but I can't be like, okay, tag, go, go, have, go have fun in the future, God. I'll be right here. You tell me when it's safe. You gotta go hand in hand, and you gotta walk with God in to the future. Hebrews 11 goes on to say, by faith, Noah, God told him there's gonna be a flood. God told him everything is gonna be wiped out. He needs a new beginning. He needs a new start. And Noah began to build that ark. Do you know how long it took him? 
over a hundred years. My man was a builder, yo. And everybody else was around him like, are you kidding me? There is no rain. What are you talking about? He said, I know what I was told. And I'm believing for more than I know. And I'm gonna create a better future for my kids and my family today. Faith without works is dead. It's simply believing in, not believing for, right? By faith, Abraham went into a land that he had never been to, didn't know, and God said, if you go there, if you do what I'm asking you to do, if you make this covenant with me, if you believe in me and you trust me so much, and God says this in Genesis, all of the nations of the earth will be blessed because of you. I don't know about you, but man, I want that to be said of me. I want it to be said that he lived his life in such a way that every single person that came in contact, hope began to arise, expectation began to rise, faith and a belief in something that was better than what we could see. When he walked into the room, we believed it. We walked in it and we never forgot it. Will you be that person? Or will you just control your own life? believe in God's promises for you. Don't get me wrong. You have to have that first. You have to have that intimacy. You have to have that awareness and you have to have that trust. But my friends, it goes beyond us. God doesn't want only that amazing moment. I love you. 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 He's so happy when you bring someone else in in that moment. You go, look at my dad, he's cool. He goes, yeah, you get it now. You get it now, you get it now. Hebrews 11 is filled with so many people that chose to move and do something. And I'm not saying you swing to the other end of the, the pendulum and I do it all, I do it, I do, I do, I do, I do. But I feel like so many of us are on this other side and we're like, God, all we gotta do is just be still. You got it. Have fun controlling my life. It's a balance. It's a balance. It's going, I can't believe in this without believing for something else, right? Because it moves you, true faith, moves you to do something about it. And one of my favorite, favorite quotes, again, same writer, he said this, the future, if you hear anything else tonight, hear this, the future belongs to those who are bold enough to create it. The future belongs to those who are bold enough to create it. And when we look at history, we see the bold and we see the brutal, and we see the evil. Hitler was one of those people. He believed in something so much 
and it moved him to create a future that he wanted to see. And we all know how that ended. And we all know that it was better for nobody. But guess what? People remember him because the future belongs to those who are bold enough to create it. Hebrews 11 documents person after person after person and they're not documented in there because it's like, man, God, I just, I, you know, God and, and me and him, we just had so many conversations. It was no, by faith, Abraham created because I create. By faith, Noah moved because I move. And they had faith and belief and expectation in a future because as God, that's what I'm about. I make invisible visible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We're talking about walking with God, not walking behind God, not walking ahead of God, but walking with God. And some of you guys, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little over my time, but I feel like I gotta say this. Some of you guys are a little worried of getting in God's way. I don't know about you, but I worry about that sometimes. Anybody? I worry about getting in God's way. I go, God, is this, is this really? I don't know. Like, I haven't really heard you say anything about that. But do you know what I do with my kids when they're in, in my way? Walk. Hey. Hey, bro. don't think you can get in God's way. And if you are, he's kind enough to move you over. And sometimes my kids will do that. I'll move them over and they're like, what? I go, you were in my way. I needed to do that. And I go, oh, okay, cool. And then I go, you want to come with me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Now I know what we're doing. Some kids, sometimes my kids walk ahead of me. I go, don't do that. Stay with me. Sometimes they lag behind. I go, let's go. I got places to go. We're walking into the future, yo. We got some really cool things to make. My friends, what would it look like if we truly walked by faith? Man, I can see it all across this room. Some of you want so badly to believe that, but you're struggling. You're struggling hard, and I get it, because it is invisible. But my friends, it's so much easier to have confidence in the world you have than the world you hope for. But when you live by that, nothing changes. I don't know about you, but I want more for Fusion than coming on a Tuesday night, doing some songs, hearing another word, hanging out. I want more for fusion. I have faith in and for fusion that we can be more and that we, because of what we believe and what we dream and what we hope in and what we expect for, that we can make someone else's future better because of who we are and who he is. 
What would it look like if we walked by faith? What would it look like if you said, God, I have the faith to believe and I dream for a world without sex slavery? What would it look like if you said that and then did something about it? Seriously, what would it look like if you did that? Because my friends, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So many of us look around at all the crazy stuff in this world. We look at, we look at Republicans, we look at Democrats, we look at Trump, we look at, we look at you know, Russia, we look at China, we look at all these different things in the world. We look at you know, poverty and famine and depression and we look at all these things in our world and we go, God! Why don't you do something? Why don't you move? Why don't you intervene? And why don't you create something better than what I see in front of me? And what I believe that God wants you to know tonight is God saying, I did, I made you. I created you to create a better life and a future for other people and for the world that you see. And again, that sounds cheesy and that sounds corny. I get it, but do we have faith enough to believe that? And if we do, I believe your name will be written in the hall of faith. God did something. I can't tell you how many times I've asked God that. God, why don't you do something? Why don't you move? What is up with this? And I've been hearing him say that. I did. I did do something. You're the thing that I did. Whew, some of you will get that on the way home. God is looking at every single one of us and saying, you're the thing that I did. But do you have faith to walk in it? Or are you gonna be all about controlling your life, controlling you, believing for you, believing in what God has for you? Or will you believe and dream and hope and expect for the future? So here's what I wanna do tonight. And my friends are gonna help me out with something. And, and this, is, this is something that we've never done before. And maybe we'll never do it again. You guys can start bringing them out. This is something that we've never done before. But I mentioned faith without works is dead, right? Faith without works is dead. And what I'm gonna do is I've got these, these panels, I've got these empty pages. All they have on them is just a blank sheet of paper. You can't see anything on that. And what I want us to do is I want each and every single person to be bold enough and brave enough and expectant and sure enough to come forward and write down the future that they believe for. I want you to write down the future 
that you have faith that one day will happen. I want you to walk and I want you to come down and I want you to have the faith that say, God, one day there will come a day where no longer will anybody be trafficked. There will come a day where not a single person will ever be raped or abused again. God, I'm believing for a day that there will come a point in time where racial hatred will be over and that reconciliation will come. I'm believing for a day where not a single person in any continent will be starving or thirsty. I'm believing for a future God where every single child that's born has a father and a mother. I'm believing that there will come a day. What do you have faith for? Some of y'all are looking at me like, you gotta calm down. I'm not, I'm trust me, I'm not. I'm already at level 10, you ain't getting me down. I'm not. So here's what I want you to do. We've got three panels, one panel for each seating section, okay? If you're over there, that's your panel. Don't touch these. If you're in the center section, don't touch those right on this one. I know I'm really intense, I'm sorry. If you're in this side, I want you to write on this one. And I don't want you to write what you, what you want to happen, what you wish will happen. I want you to write the future that you have the faith for, that I am so convinced that this can and will happen because I'm gonna do something about it. And I'm not gonna stay silent and I'm not gonna stay still because I'm gonna walk in faith with my God and create something better than I have ever seen in my life. I want you to write it big. I want you to write it messy. I want you to write it boldly. You can write a couple words. You can write a picture, but it is the thing that you have faith for. And I'm gonna start. Hey, thank you for listening. We're so glad to have you as a part of our community. If you want to get connected any further, please visit fusionatl.org. You can get plugged into a small group there, and you can also send in a prayer request so that we can pray for you. Once again, thanks for listening, and thanks for being a part of Fusion ATL.